Welcome back to another episode of the Pylon Podcast. I'm Cantley Elliott here with Miles Harris. Um, talking about some of this NFL stuff going on this week. We got a lot. And um, your guys, the Eagles, they have a big game this week. So I- I'm going to let you jump into that for real quick before we start. About the game, man? Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I know. It's like a really, really crazy um, mm-hmm. way of looking at it because I'm like, I'm too focused. I'm like, okay, we just we just saw what happened with them in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Like, we just saw that game. And and then they got to go in there, and I feel like this might be a bigger game than the San Francisco game because it's obviously like the first place is up in the air in the NFC, and also like first place in the division with the NFC East as well. Um, the thing that I'm like torn on is like I don't know how much of the San Francisco game that you saw, um, but it was pretty clear that like San Fran or, or Philadelphia's secondary is gassed, like. They just played a gauntlet part of their schedule where they had to go up against Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott. They've even had to go up against two attack of Iloa, though, as well. And, like, those type of offenses for, like, a month. Yeah. And they still got to do it again. So I don't know, like, what to expect with them with with the way Dak Prescott is playing right now, though, too, because it's like how good is he? Yeah. Really, because he's only doing it against teams that are under 500. So um, it's – I don't know. I don't know, man. So so my takeaway about Philly is kind of interesting. I think a couple of weeks ago when you and I talked, I felt like they were clear cut the best team in the NFC. I felt like it was them. And then after that was like, you know, Lions, Cowboys, 49ers, right. that whole group. And then obviously you see what happened last week between Philly and the 49ers. And I would almost be apt to say that if it was a little bit closer, I'd probably still put Philly above. Yeah. The 49ers, but I mean, like, when I, from what I saw, it was just like, oh, this wasn't really much There's, of a game. It's not a contest. I mean, it's yeah. – and, 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 and here's the part that makes it even weirder because I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of analysts talk about it, though, too. Okay, like, the first two red zone trips, Philly mm-hmm. did dominate that first quarter. So, mm-hmm. as opposed to it being 6-0, let's say it's 10-0 or 14-0, how does that really change the dynamic of the game? And I, Exactly. I don't want to sit there and make the excuse of, like, it's a totally different game, but I honestly do think when you're down two possessions as opposed to one in the first quarter – which and specifically with San Francisco because they always said San Francisco either blows teams out or they lose. They're not winning close games. 14-0 is going to be a close game regardless. So I don't I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. And so um as far as like the best team is, I think it's pretty clear as far as on that end it is it's San Francisco. But as far as like which one's a more of a threat, yeah. I don't know if we know the answer right now. I, I cuz I mean they did the same thing to Dallas like earlier yeah. on in the season. So I I don't know. So before we go to the best team in the AFC, this is what I want to ask you about your guys' game this weekend. So who would you say needs a win more, Dallas or Philly in the game this weekend? Philadelphia. Okay. Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia not only has the NFC East title on the line, but also the one seed. If they lose that game, they go from one, and I think they could fall all the way down to like five. Because wow. if they be, or I, because I don't think they get to hold first place. Mm-hmm. And then if they lose the tiebreaker, if they're behind the tiebreaker to Dallas, Dallas jumps them up at two. They have the same record. So there's a lot of implications as far as that. So I think Philly needs to win it more. I hate this whole narrative with like Dak Prescott and this is the biggest regular season game for him in his career. We've heard this and they move the goalposts for him every time. The mm-hmm. guy's good. Like Dak's good and Dak does amazing against Philadelphia. Like his record is undeniably good. Um, 
But Philadelphia needs to win this game. They need to go ahead and obviously like get a hold of snapping the, the lose streak and obviously get that punch in the mouth and get back up. Because if they lose two in a row, then it's like the pressure to win out is even more. Yeah, and so actually I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you the other side of this. So I had Dallas actually. Okay. They need to win more because one with the Dak MVP combo, I think this would be one because like you said, pretty much every team they played this year, they've almost they've been beating up on these teams that like they're not really much of a threat. They're doing so what think, they're supposed to do. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're basically beating who's in front of them. And with him being like really high up in the MVP conversation this year, I think this game is important for him. And then I'm looking at their schedule after that. So after you guys, it's the Bills and they have Miami. Both of those are on the road. Then they have the the Lions at home. And so I'm like, you know, if you lose this game, you fall to nine and five, and you lose like two of those three games. I mean, you're looking at you know like a nine and nine and seven record yeah. or whatever for Dallas. And I think the narrative really flips about how serious you can take them. And looking at you guys' schedule after this, you guys have the Giants twice, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. Which the Seahawks, I liked them a lot when the season first started, but they've kind of Tape like you can't, I, you don't know what bit. you can get with them. I feel like they have an offense too, right? Like, so exactly. So, and I think it's it's really interesting about this division because before the season started, all the talk was that nobody's won this division back to back season since like 05. So, if you guys win this division, you know, I think that's just like, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, that's actually something that's kind of cool. So, I, I had Dallas, but I, I do understand your points about Philly needing this game more, I think. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, on the reverse side of it, that's definitely a thought too. When with with Dallas having to kind of finish out the season in the way that they have to, going against uh, Miami and Buffalo, that's that's tough, especially yeah. in back to back weeks. Because, I mean, yes, granted, Buffalo was six and six right now. Josh Allen is still balling out. The exactly. defense is just kind of falling apart. And obviously, like, who really wants to see Tua Tagovailoa? Whether it's in – I don't know if that game's in Miami or Dallas, but, like – It's in Miami. Ty- I'm going to just say this right now. Tyreek about to go off for 2K. Yeah. And Dallas is <laughs> – Dallas is – he's getting 2K this season. He's getting 2K. He's getting 2K. Um, and so – and here's my other question, though, too. When we're talking about scheduling. This is why I kind of try to be optimistic about the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, when we talked about it in the beginning of the season when the schedule first came out, like, when we really look back at it and say, okay, when they reached the gauntlet of their schedule, they'd be at 4-1. and one. Yeah. Like, I w- wouldn't have thought that they would have been this nope. – standing at this point in the season. Because they have, right now, I think, the hardest schedule in the NFL. So, yeah. I think being able to snap that and then – because if they beat Dallas and they obviously have to go and play Seattle, which is a tough matchup, mm-hmm. but they, they got to snap it. And I saw them do it last year when they lost to Washington. They had a really close game against uh, Indianapolis, and it was like 16 16- – 13 or something crazy. It was like really, really close. Um, they can't afford to lose two games in a row because then your morale is all effed up. And then it's mm-hmm. like, and then we got to try to close out the season against Seattle. And then we got to play New York twice. And then yeah. we got to play Arizona. Like, yeah. Then those are games that you're expected to win. And that adds the pressure too. So it's like, well, yeah. I think both, I think both teams are, there's like an added element of, they like have a sneaky team left because I think Dallas, their last game of the year is against Washington and Washington, like, they're, Granted, no they're not really, yeah. they're not great but they're not they're sneaky it's almost like how the cardinals did the uh, cowboys in the beginning of the season i think the spread was like 13 and a half or 14 on that game and you look at what the cardinals did i mean so really like you always say it's just like a week-to-week league and you really never know like what you're gonna get so i think for both of these teams there is like a lot on the line but mm-hmm. um as far as the afc goes last time you and i talked we just talked about how crowded it is and it really hasn't changed that much but the Kansas City Chiefs, I don't think we talked about them a lot last time. But, like, after their game last week, is it kind of pressed the panic button for them? I don't know. 
I feel like you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, it's weird because the Packers are playing well, but like, how well are they actually playing? Um, and the way they lost, they lost by eight. Um, they lost to Philadelphia after being up 10 points at half. And uh, they lost to the Broncos yeah. as well. So they're not really clean or nice looking wins. At least a couple of those aren't. Um, you want to wonder how much you put into Jordan Love beating them, especially that game was in in Lambeau, but he didn't have Aaron Jones. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess I do hit the panic button, and it's not even because receivers are dropping the ball. It's like they're not scoring points, which right. obviously I feel like plays a factor. But like, I mean, they're flat out just not scoring points. I think what was it? They put up 19 points um, against the Packers. Yeah, it was like 27 to 19. 19, and yeah. then against Philadelphia at home, they put up 17. Mm-hmm. Kansas, are, when they played Miami, they only put up 21, and then against the Broncos, they put up nine points. Those are not numbers that you like to hear from a guy like Patrick Mahomes, you know? Well, I think I think even if you go back to earlier in the season when they played the Jaguars, I think it was like week two or three. I think it was like 14 to nine. I think KC won 14 to nine. And it was yeah. like their defense was their saving grace then, and I feel like their defense is their saving grace now, kind of. It's just I think that's the reason why they're getting by and they have the game for record they do. And like you said, I'm actually I was looking at their schedule and kind of plotting it out. And I'm like, what if they finish 12 and five? I mean, for most people, I think you would take that. But for them and their standards, when you have seasons where you're going, you know, 14 and two or 13 and three or, you know, 14 and like whatever. I mean, for them, like that's not good enough. It feels like and yeah, for like, as the AFC, it, that's it, not them. It's interesting to see, like, okay, let's say they get into the playoffs, but they're not a one seed. They're like a four or they're yeah. a three. How yeah. does that look? You know what I mean? And you're, it's 100% right because it's like, okay, so as opposed to them being a one seed and being at home throughout much of the playoffs, they got to go on the road. Yeah. And they got to yeah. go on the road. And, we again, we talked about the last time we chatted on the pod about, like, how good it is to be – our tough it is to play an arrowhead. They got to yeah. go do whatever they got to do on the road, which, I mean, exactly. it's capable – they're capable of doing it, but, like, it's yeah. not that easy, especially when you're already struggling to put up points. But see, I think you and I talked about this last time, kind of how the AFC South is. And it feels like for years, the AFC South, maybe outside of like when Peyton Manning and the Colts had their runs, it feels like a lot of those teams in the AFC South, whoever wins it, especially now, they're only good because their division is so bad. And I feel like KC is kind of getting to that point where like, they'll, yeah, they'll win the division. And they're only doing it because the rest of the division is so bad. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy to think about it that way. But I, I really don't put too much stock in them this year because, like you said, if they go play anybody else like Miami or Baltimore, I mean, I, those to me, those are the two best teams in the AFC right now. But, yeah. No, I think, oh, man, it's tough to say how I feel about Baltimore. I'm curious to see how they'll look in, in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, when they actually got to play San Francisco. I yeah. like Miami. I think Miami did get a lot better, especially defensively getting uh, Jalen Ramsey. But, um, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what Miami ends up going doing at the end of the season because we've seen them collapse late in the season before. So mm-hmm. is this going to be different? I like Mike McDaniels. I like what Tua is doing right now. Can he stay healthy? Can they get their running back back as well? I mean, Moster's nice, but, like, I yeah. mean, you know. And, I mean, they, right. and they play each other, too, on Christmas Eve, Miami and Baltimore do. So I think that's going to be very telling of how, you know, things are going to look in the postseason or who kind of has the upper hand, I think, between those two. Yeah. No, I think but, so, too. It's really, really good. Um, yeah. I mean, I know that 
that Philadelphia looked like they controlled Miami, but like Miami's a tough team. They and I feel tough. like anytime you, especially with, like I said, like Tyreek is going for 2K this year, man. Oh, yeah. Because they said he only needs like 600 yards in the last yeah. remaining games to, to get it. The guy's getting it. 100, 120 a game. It's like, yeah. That guy's I, I want to ask you, though, because this is something I was looking at before we started recording. So the Chiefs, the last time they lost back to back games was uh, week two and three in 2021. And you mentioned the receivers and everything, too. And I was looking at the free agency market next year for receivers. So you have, like, Mike Evans, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, DJ Chark. So there's, like, some pretty notable people who are out there. And you just have to wonder, do who would be somebody they could go after who would be a good weapon, like, for Mahomes? So can I be honest? And here's yeah. where I'm even, like, kind of already having a pause. Mm-hmm. They couldn't pay Tyreek Hill the amount of money they needed to pay. Yeah. So they're going to pay these guys instead. That that raises even the more p- button for the panic. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they tried to do that with MVS. How's that going? Exactly. They let McCole Harbin go away. How's that going? And now he's back, but he's like on IR already. So it's tough because it's like I feel like they would do it, mm-hmm. but I would feel like it would be more of like a lower maintenance kind of guy, like a Tyler Boyd. Um yeah that kind of guy or, or maybe a Gabe Davis, depending on what kind of numbers he's looking at wanting to get though too. But like, I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't know if they get a true one um, because how are you going to get them when you weren't yeah. able to get Tyreek the money that he wanted? And I feel like Mike Evans, his name was at the top of the list. But when you look at him, I don't think Mike Evans has ever had a season under a thousand receiving yards. He's already over a thousand this year. He has 10 touchdowns. And like the gap between him and everybody else was so significant. Yes. Where I think like whoever was second had like 500 receiving yards. It was, it was, damn. it's a huge gap. No, Mike, yeah. Mike puts up numbers, but yeah. like what Mike are we getting? Because exactly. we've also seen Mike drop hella balls. We've also <laughs> seen Mike miss hella games because of injuries. Exactly. So like which Mike Evans are we going to get and how much is it worth to get him at? Exactly. Um, and last thing too for you, MVP. Uh, yeah, who, who's your who's your favorite? I, I already I know said you're, it. I know Cheetah! You're Cheetah! And the reason I like saying that though too is because I want to get somebody that's not a quarterback to win that award. And yes. so I feel like undeniably, like if he gets it, it's because he put up 2K. Yeah. But if not, yeah, I'm going Tyreek. I'm just going Tyreek, bro. It's got to be Tyreek. I mean, even if Miami does get like the one seed, I, I would I would think Tyreek would have to win MVP. And I know people make the argument for Tua, but I think we've seen Tyreek do this with the Chiefs. And you've seen him, I mean, you've seen him do it across the board in different places. So I would almost say Tyreek too. I actually had Dak in there. But like you said, I think seeing somebody who's not a quarterback one that would be cool. And the reason I had Dak is because, like you said, I think one, there's a lot of a lot on the line this weekend when they're playing Philly. But you look at Dak over the last six games, 20 touchdowns, two picks. And I think if they get a win this weekend, I could vault him to be the favorite. Who knows? I'm not as big on Brock Purdy as everybody else is. Um, I mean, I'm, I wasn't trying to sound biased, but I mean, even when you watch the game, you're like, bro, there's screens. There's exactly. screenplays going for tutties. And it's exactly. like, yeah. I mean, not not to say everybody can do it, but like, yeah, he wasn't really dotting them up. He was just no. throwing the screen and throwing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I get like, you know, he's, he's winning you games and he's doing what he has to do and he's working with what he has, but when you look at what Dak is doing kind of with less, because I'm not really that big of a fan of the Cowboys wide receiver group. And you look at what Dak is doing. I mean, it's pretty incredible. And I think this is probably arguably his best season he's ever had. Um, so yeah, Dak is my favorite right now. And Cheetah, I think Cheetah is like probably number two on my list because like, yeah. you, like you said, I mean, you kind of want to see somebody besides a, a quarterback win it. And that's why I'm actually such a fan of Marvin Harrison too in the Heisman um, yeah. conversation. I, I have Penix winning it, but if Marv didn't win it, I mean, that would be that would be solid too, I think. 
No, yeah, just to touch on that, though, too. I mean, I think you and I both can kind of be familiar with Pennix with the injuries and stuff like that, ACL, yeah. stuff like that, and that everything. And, and I was actually a fan of Pennix even when he was at IU, and so it'd be nice to see him. Obviously, love to see Marvin get that award, though, but um, Pennix, Pennix is a great story. Um, yeah. You know, the transfer, the injuries, now getting a chance to compete for a national championship, something that would have never happened at another school. Like, nope. you know, like love to see what they can kind of do. And, and I'm obviously really curious to see who actually ends up winning the Heisman as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would love to see Jaden Daniels do it, but I think, I mean, like I was talking to Will on our other podcast the other day, he was talking about RG3 wanted at Baylor with a 9-3 and three record. So, I mean, Jaden Daniels, I think when you looked at what he was doing down the stretch for LSU, I mean, rushing for like 200 yards in a game and throwing for like 300, I mean, you don't really see that in college. I mean, I can't think of anybody uh, else who was doing that. I had to look up like, you know, Lamar Jackson and a bunch of other guys and they weren't they didn't they didn't do it. So I mean Jaden, I think it'd be special to see him get it. It just sucks we're not seeing him compete, you know, for the match. Yeah, and like I think that. well, especially when we're talking about uh college football and even an undefeated team that was in the playoff get out of the playoff. Yeah. It's like wins matter, wins matter, and and so I yeah. um I don't know. I think I think you know he does have an argument though too, but uh, at the end of the day, when you don't have to be first or second in the SEC, but like they're just, I don't think yeah. the, the numbers matched up as enough. But he's fun. He's fun to watch. Yeah. He's definitely fun to watch. Definitely. And um, so Miles, before we hop over here, where can people find you on social media? I, I know we always say just Google you, but nah, man, you know. Miles T Harris. You can look me up. Uh, you know, still down here in Charlotte, where it's warm. It's like a nice, well, sixty degrees today, maybe. I'm not so. here. We had, a little bit of, we had a little bit of uh, some flurries yesterday, so I, you know, getting to that point. No, nah, and obviously go point. go birds Sunday night. Go birds. We need a dub. So uh, hopefully my Browns can bounce back because they were disappointing last week against the Rams. So who do they have? Who do they play? For the Jags. Well, yeah, yeah Trevor Lawrence probably isn't gonna play, so you might be. Yeah. Right. So we dodged a bullet, but we still have to play the Texans still, and you know CJ. We talked about him on here before too. How he's playing. Man, so, that boy's balling. Yeah, he is. But boy, thank you, everybody, for checking out the Pylon Podcast. We'll check you out next time.